Team Talk on 101.7 The Team. 95% success rate when teams go up 3-1. And the praise for Lonnie Walker raining down on him, rightly so. What a performance. That's a motivational speech for a lifetime for Lonnie Walker. Well, and it's a motivational speech to all those guys who are right in the bench at any level. Be ready when your opportunity comes. Your play can gain the confidence of your coach. Welcome to Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser. Yeah, the talk is all about Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, we're here until 5.30, then we go back to Miller Park in Milwaukee. Game two of the series between Dodgers and Brewers. Uh, the Dodgers were red hot going into yesterday's game, but dropped the opener 9-3 last night. Brew Crew blew the game wide open in the seventh with five runs in that inning. Dodger reliever Phil Beckford uh, recorded or allowed six of those seven batters to reach base. And mm-hmm. uh, Bickford had his problems last night. But I will tell you this. It's nice to see that Noah Syndergaard is a Dodger. He's on the mound tonight. He's going against Eric Lauer for the Brew Crew. And even though Syndergaard is 1-3 and three with a 6-3-2 ERA, Sam, this is all going to get corrected. It's all going to get turned around. He's way too good of a pitcher. I love the fact he's part of the Dodger rotation, and we'll have that game for you coming up at 5.30. But uh, you played um, the uh, the Open for a reason, Sam, and uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth is, it like yesterday it was everybody was talking about the uh, incidents be- incident between uh, the Joker and the Suns owner. That's now like water under the bridge. I know there'll be a little bit of intensity, but this will be that'll be yesterday's news, which it already is. But uh, the talk today is about the performance uh, by Lonnie Walker the fourth. It looked like the Lakers were toast. Uh, you know the uh, Golden State Warriors were doing the things that they did in order to win the NBA championship last year. Let's not forget. Warriors won the NBA championship last year. They won it a bunch of years years ago, but they also won it last year. And the Do- uh, the Lo- Lakers are having their way with the defending champ. And last night, Lonnie Walker the fourth was the one that was getting a ton of the credit, and deservedly so. Sam, yeah, you talk about Nikola Jokic and Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns, and the story of that game really was. I will contend, at least, I mean, everybody can have their own opinion. I will contend that the story of that game was just how good. What a basketball game that was. This was kind of the opposite. A lot of turnovers, a lot of ugly turnovers, especially for Golden State. A couple in the last minute when the game was still on the line, but that's when you that's when the door opens for a guy like Lonnie Walker. And this has been the story of the postseason for the Lakers. They need somebody, they need the, as many of these guys as possible to have a game like this. And it's been Rui Hachimura at times. It's been Austin Reeves at times. It's been uh, it's been D'Angelo Russell. And last night, straight out, I mean, not straight out of, because he played for the Spurs for a while, but from the University of Miami, Lonnie Walker, the fourth owning the fourth quarter. I know he went to the U, Sam, but before we get all hyped about, you know, former great Hurricanes that are in the NBA, he was only there one year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he was hey. a guy out of Reading, Pennsylvania, which, by the way, is about an hour away from Philly. He was a McDonald's All-American. Didn't really play that much at the U. 
No, but, he was a but, you know, half starter, basically. Right, but you see, the NBA pays zero attention to that. They target you know people when they're sophomores in high school of like these are guys to watch and he uh was in that category and he made the most of his opportunities what did he get 15 in the fourth quarter 15 uh, in the fourth quarter uh, last night all 15 of his points okay and you know that we've been hearing uh, the the highest point total for a laker bench player uh, since Kobe Bryant had 15 uh, years ago coming off the bench. Yeah, it was the first time, yeah, it was the, since the most since 97, uh, I believe the stat was from ESPN Stats and Info. And you talk about what he did and didn't do at Miami. Even before that, obviously the talent was there. He was Mr. Pennsylvania for basketball. He was a McDonald's All-American. And then he went to a school like Miami that, you know, Miami's been to the Elite Eight in the final four, uh, two Elite Eights the last couple of years, but this is still not a basketball school. He went there over the Blue Blood basketball schools because that's the decision that these kids have to make. You can either go there and have the name recognition or you can go somewhere else that's not necessarily, you know, the top tier and be and and be more of a star there. And he went and he went to Miami and I mean he wasn't a full time starter. He's basically a half time a half starter, but he was one of the focal points of that team when he was there. And like we were talking about the the supporting players for the Suns the night before, no surprise, all three of those guys uh, had been former number one overall picks. Right. Uh, uh, Lonnie uh, Walker the fourth was actually. Drafted by the Spurs, uh, but you know things happen. He had an opportunity. He was a starter early in the year, and you heard Darvin Ham talk about how you know things didn't go perfectly for him, but he kept showing up, and that was his moment. And like you said, it was it was an ugly game. I mean these these uh, Western Conference games. It's almost like. Hey, first one to 126 wins, uh, and that was kind of like it was in most of these Lakers Warriors games, uh, Sam. But 104 to 101, it wasn't a work of art. Kind of like what was going on in the Eastern Conference Finals when the Heat took care of the Knicks. Uh, it wasn't a work of art, but hey, these teams are going to take it. We heard the percentages of teams that go. Up three to one, ninety five percent. Yeah, that guy. If yeah. you had, asked, I was like, whoa. Uh, if you had asked me, I'm like, no, that's a decided advantage, no doubt about it. But I would have thought it was hanging somewhere between like seventy five and eighty percent that would go on to win it. Ninety five, man. That's that's pretty. Uh, that, that's something that's going to get your attention if you're following the teams that are down three one. That's for sure, Sam. It it, it is and. Now we have a point where the defending champions are on the brink and we're already starting these conversations about, you know, is this the end of everything for Golden State? The Lakers have made a lot of really just, maybe inexplicable is not the right move, but a lot of eyebrow-raising, head-scratching moves of like, okay, you know, you're desperate, you're reaching, you're trying to bring in somebody and resurrect their career and try to put all these pieces together that don't go together. But it's, it's so interesting seeing this team now where you still have LeBron, you still have Anthony Davis, and then it's this team of guys like Lonnie Walkers who are who are just waiting for their opportunity. That's You have this difference of Lakers teams that were just, let's put stars together, let's embrace L.A., let's be the Lake Show, and now you have a team with a first-time head coach who played in Albuquerque, we love Darvin Ham, and a, a group of guys who are understanding 
what it means to be in the roles that they're in. This is the formula. I'm not saying the Lakers are going to win the championship, but this is the formula that so many teams either don't understand, don't appreciate, don't want to do because you're bringing in guys who aren't household names. And kudos to Darvin Ham. You uh, talked to Alan Sliwa yeah. recently, yeah. and uh, you even asked. This was like a couple weeks ago with the the playoffs just kind of getting rolling. Yeah, it was during the first round series with Memphis, and you asked about Darvin Ham, and and uh, Sliwa was honest and said people are still kind of like wondering what the future is for Darvin Ham. Uh, Beating a coach with the reputation of Steve Kerr the way they are is getting him all kinds of street cred, Sam. No question. I mean, yeah, it, you know, like like I said, not only the Warriors were champs last year, but they've won like a bunch of games the last decade with Steve Kerr. So like games like the, like last night. I mean, if you look at the win probability for them in those situations. They're high. They're not 95% like we were talking about earlier, but uh, still, it's really unusual. And a lot of that was um, turnovers. You know, you normally, one thing about the Warriors, man, they, they took care of the ball and they usually got a decent shot, you know, in each possession. Here's Steve Kerr on the multiple turnovers, particularly in the final minute. The play we, we've run quite a bit before um, it's got multiple options in it so there's three or four different options um, we had time for a, a quick two uh, we're down three but 15 seconds and we had another timeout left uh, in our pockets so um, it's a play that where you can get a quick two or maybe a three if it's open we just didn't execute they played good defense too so there you go I mean it, it, it like a lot of NBA games, it it comes down to those final minutes there. I, I'll tell you what, speaking of coaches, uh, let's go back to the Eastern Conference Series, all right? We could talk all you want about Jimmy Butler, okay? But here's the story. Here's my headline is Eric Spolstra is taking Tom Thibodeau to the woodshed, Sam. Thank you. Uh, they, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I... I I disrespected the Knicks in the first series against Cleveland. I told you that Cleveland was somehow going to make it a seven-game series, and they ended up the Knicks won it four to one. Yeah, and I've been kind of in my mind disrespecting the Miami Heat, and all they're doing is slapping the Knicks around the way that the Knicks slapped the Cavs around. And, Sam. and I mean, outside of the initial obvious excitement and feeling good and. Shout out to everybody out there. I mean, that's been my my thought in watching this series from a, yeah. a big picture basketball standpoint. And it's different series with different matchups and different intricacies. And I get all that. But what does this say? I mean, what does this say about about the Cavs? It was either game four or game five of that series where Donovan Mitchell is on the bench with the Cavaliers. You know, played in Utah for a long time, went to Cleveland and is looking at everybody like, man, I could have stayed in Salt Lake City if, we, if this was how it was going to go. I mean, it, it does make you wonder if they're just not as close as we thought they were, but it is all about it at, at this point. I mean, this is what Eric Spolscher does. This is what he does to, to coaches all around the Eastern Conference. He really does. I mean, and I think people continue to underestimate him. Tom you know? Thibodeau is not... Tom Thibodeau's never been known for adjustments. Tom Thibodeau's been known for being the football coach equivalent right. of the NBA of nose-to-the-grindstone guy. Right! That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it, you you see, like, sullen faces. You hear comments after the games of the other team wanting it more. 
I mean, just things that you don't expect out of a team coached by, you know, Tibbs. We remember him primarily when he was with the, the Bulls, when he had Derrick Rose, and then he was with the Timberwolves, when he had Jimmy Butler. But, like, his, I thought he was going to be the perfect fit for New York, and now there's people, like, making excuses that it's too hot to be playing playoff games in, in Miami this time of year, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, you're listening to Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser. We're here till 5.30, and then we go to Milwaukee for Dodgers and Brewers. We are going to work in the top five at five. Uh, we've got the we've got True or False Tuesday. I know we missed it last week. I heard from a couple of people. I promise you we're going to get back into it tonight with True or False Tuesday, and we're going to open it up to everybody. We'll prioritize it if you're a new caller, but you know we got to get to that Dodger game, so we're going to get rolling pretty quickly. That'll come up at about 5 o'clock, but... Um, you know, you just uh, you know, each and every night, the NBA playoffs have gotten people talking, and and I'm trying to think why it was. And I know you know, attendance in the NBA regular season was very good. There's like marketable stars now right. on on every single playoff team that people are aware of, like through social media, even if they're not in the biggest markets. But I really think it's just uh, the competitiveness that got started by those uh, playing games. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, psychologically, it just seemed when you just started seven-game series all over the place, you were seeing blowouts. I can tell you this from experience because we carried these games. And most of them were terrible for a number of years. This year, I can't wait for these playoff games. And we got two tonight that... Including the the Nuggets and Suns after what happened in the last game, I uh, look forward to that. And then uh, the other game is the, the Sixers Celtics. Right. So you, so both yeah. series tonight are tied two two. It's it's swing game fives tonight. Two of them. So I I don't know what it is, but well, I think uh, it's, I mean it's I think been well, a fun year for the the NBA postseason. One of the things I, I it does seem like maybe we're and and this is you know th- this isn't coming from anybody, but it does seem like we might finally be recovering now from. The last couple of years, because remember, the 2020 playoffs and the finals were in the bubble, and the way that they had to adjust that schedule, it was so much later than normal that these guys that played in the finals basically had no offseason, and the basketball in 2021-22 stunk, and I think we're finally starting to recover from that now, where you're getting the best versions of these guys again. I would agree there, but I will also try and tell you this from from my memory, that NBA playoffs were kind of men's amends there even before uh, the bubble came to town. Well, one thing you have to remember, that's not an eight seed. You know, an eight seed is our our beloved uh, James Borrego Charlotte teams, or I mean, they were even a 10 seed, but you know, it's those teams like that. When you think of an eight seed, it's, you know, oh, that's a nice story. Oh, they have one good player that, that carries them to win. Correct. That ain't no eight seed. That is not no eight seed. And uh, what it does also it kind of punctuates the fact that you got a guy like Jimmy Butler who, you know, let's face it, the epitome of load management, the epitome of not being all that concerned with what goes down during the regular season. I mean, uh, like, here the Heat go in there as an eight seed, and they're like saying, is it really all that much different going in as an eight seed instead of a three seed or whatever i mean if you you know are able to get an upset um like right out of the gate i mean everything just 
changes all the way around, and sure enough, they had the biggest upset so far in the postseason by beating the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks and doing it rather easily, Sam. And now they're neutralizing the next team's best player. Julius Randle and Giannis are not in the same stratosphere. We all get that. We get that. But the Heat neutralized Giannis. He was not good enough in that series. And Julius Randle has not been good enough in the, in the series. And now, I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, if you're Stephen A. and Greeny and these poor guys, I don't know where you go from here because Julius Randle, after Game 5, or after, ga- yeah, after Game 4 last night, this Julius Randle... When you're in the middle of a playoff series, and just uh, maybe they want it more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. Julius, to that, where do you go to find that in the middle of a series? Um, I look within. That's all I can say. Look within. How bad do you want it? So. That that's all fine and good, but he even said, and that's the way it's been all season long. Yeah, what? No, they they did not have an outrageously successful regular season. Julius Randle, by the way, no load management for him. I mean, this is a guy that played every single night just about during the regular season. Uh, so he does have perspective on the ups and downs. But what we're seeing from the Heat, we're seeing from head coach Eric Spolstra. Uh, is like you know, it's like when you're watching two teams, and you know, I'll just the a college game that that comes to mind right out of the gate is the national championship game between San Diego State and UConn, and San Diego State was kind of hanging in there, hanging in there, whatever. But you could see time and time again how much easier the uh, baskets that UConn were getting, even though San Diego State was answering here Great and there. Great point, yeah. yeah uh, like, you just saw, you know, the, the Knicks shot like 60% in the third quarter and lost ground on the Heat, uh, you know, because the Heat were performing that much better. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm just... Uh, I'm I'm down about the Knicks. I I really was excited like that that would be part of the story, you know. And they had home court advantage in this series too, just like That's the right. Bucks did. I, I was thinking this could be really neat to even if the say Knicks would lose in the seven game series, like how you're now incorporating the world's most famous arena into this postseason, while all these other series, you know, Philly and Boston. I mean, like big time Denver, Phoenix, big time Warriors, Lakers, big time, and this. Uh, this this has been a real letdown to me. All I'm right. going to do the thing here, uh, the, the sports radio thing here before we go to break because I know we got to get to my beloved top five. Suns Nuggets, whoever wins tonight wins the series. Suns Nugget, whoever wins tonight wins the series. Uh, do am I, Is that a true or false question? It can be, sure. You know, I I wonder what the percentage of a team going up three two is. Um, it's not ninety five percent like it is a team three one. Probably not. I, I I will say this: as much as I'm pulling for the Suns, Denver's a better team. Sam, Denver is a better team. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I I I mean, like again, because Denver has been like so. Uh, Feeble in the foe season, and they've had some bad luck with injuries. We have not gotten a chance to really see the the Joker. 
And unless you're a diehard basketball fan, you've heard of this, and there were controversy about whether he should be an MVP or not. I mean, anybody that's watched this is going to say, hey, I'm not saying he's going to win MVP every year, but the years he does win it, I could see why they would give it to him. That's a good distinction as far as Denver being the better team. You know, Devin Booker is is probably the best player in the playoffs so far, but no, this is what the Nuggets, Nuggets fans have been wanting. Have a guy at that size that is able to... Stay under control the way he does. You know, like the example. Unless when the, except for when the ball goes out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can listen to that interview with Joe Coleman, who caught that ball going out of bounds at 1017theteam.com. But yeah, he he was uh, he was a little out of control then. But I'll give you an example: the big man for the Knicks, Julius Randle. We were just talking about. He had five fouls. You know, he he penetrated. He was trying to make things happen. Good for him. Well, he barreled into somebody and was called for a sixth foul, and he stayed on the bench the last three minutes of that game. Jokic, with guys draped all around him, is like splitting double teams and finger-rolling in some cases, like fadeaway 15-footers, easy three-point shots, dunking on people. Uh, So I think even with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker for Phoenix, I, I still think the Joker is such a difference maker, and he's got some help around him with Murray and with uh, Gordon and stuff like that too, right, Sam. Right. Pe- a lot, and then a bunch of other guys that people don't even know who they are. Uh, they they there's a reason they were the number one seed. Right. The the way that we talk about the Nuggets has been so unfair because we haven't seen the complete version of the Nuggets until now, and that's a fair assessment. To say that they're that they're the better team, I mean, certainly those two games in in Denver. If you're Phoenix, it, it just it, it has to be better. It just all around it has to be better. The effort, the defense, how close you're getting to guys, you know, how you're guarding guys. Obviously, you know, obviously the scoring is the scoring. I don't think anybody's worried about that at this point. But so much of that just was almost unrecognizable that it has to be better. Here's the deal. Okay, it, the the series is tied at two apiece. The two games that Denver won in Denver. They were kind of almost laughers, okay? The two games that the Suns won against the Nuggets were games that basically came down to the final 50 seconds. I'm not even going to say final two and a half minutes. I mean, they they were down to the wire and, like, the Suns stepped up. But I think collectively it's hard to argue that uh, the Nuggets are the better team. All right. Uh, well, it's hard to argue that the top five uh, is not one of our most popular segments. It's coming up next. And in the top five, most people are not as sneaky as they think they are. That's next. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.